only yeah like toilet paper is our go-to i love getting my hair cut especially when there's a scalp massage involved but uh she would say your body is a temple and you need to take care of it we have a lot of a lot of flexibility yeah where he just ate garbage how long was that a year do this i can't do this without cassie and the kids enabling me to do this i find myself encouraging myself so i'm like no you can do this don't give up (laughs) we got lots to say (laughs) i love my husband so much and my son i've definitely had multiple drinks on multiple episodes loosen up it's a podcast we're here to have fun so enjoy yourself colin jenna is your microphone plugged in i have the right mic set up yes and the headphones yes we're i, th- I should be good to go <laughs> sweet checking my levels everything looks good i am an unqualified sound engineer so all of this works Same. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Same self-qualified. <laughs> uh, what do they call that? Uh, uh, master. Uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. Oh, I was going to say autodidact, but. What is that? Isn't that someone who teaches themselves things? i got to look this up. Hang on. Perhaps. I, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that word before. Wow, I'm learning new things. I need to verify this, though. This is unverified at the moment. Stand by. Okay. I, um... A self-taught person. Autodidact. I autodidacted that myself. To me. Do you um? Do, do you use that as a as a pr- uh, pronoun? Like you say that in front of a word. Like how do you? I think it's more like an adjective. Like my like friend Colin, the autodidact. Like what do you? Or is an autodidact? Okay. And then do you have to describe? Because you could be self-taught in a lot of things. So should you specify as well? Yeah, yeah. Like how did he how did how did she learn bagpipes? Oh, she's an autodidact. But I don't think people talk mm. like that. I think it would be more like Mhm. It's a it's a word that's used to describe it, but is it a word that is used? Yeah, I don't know. I think people would probably just keep it simple. Yeah. Self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go with that. Um, what's new? Hmm. Cassie's gone to Kingston to paint the new rooms in the house. <gasps> Sorry, to paint the the rooms in the new house. So she's there now. She's getting started. Um, she's also <gasps> replacing the lock on the front door. So anyone we need to let in, we can just give them the code instead of having to oh, smart. drive all yeah. the way down and meet them a bunch of times. So <clears throat> there's that. Um, a question about... What colors did you guys go with? Have you selected? Yes, what is the... I will tell you now. Cassie sent me the swatches. Sweet. So You're going to have to take pictures of those so we can post them on the Instas. Yeah, I'm sending them to Sweet. Oh, you're like you're like sending so it to So it'll me. be okay. white metal for our room. 
Whoa. Parasol okay. for her room and mainsail for his room. Oh, that sounds really cute. And, uh, yeah. Oh, I love all these colors. Yeah, we'll see how well they Guys. turn out. Guys, it's a very, like... Oh, that was a live photo. Um, it's a very coastal. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Gives me coastal vibes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and it, also the names, I guess, are too. But um, main sale the for sure. Colors. Parasol, yeah, those useless umbrellas. Mm. Um, one of the that I've been having such a hard time finding because. I've been looking for one to put in the backyard because Isla is like the pastiest skin tone of white. White skin tone, whatever. And um, I can't find them anywhere. I was like, "Didn't isn't this a summer thing? Like, don't they sell parasols and, and sunbrellas everywhere? Did we, uh, did we talk on the last episode about COVID-related shortages? Not to my recollection because that was one it was on my it's on my running my running list of things to discuss uh okay. was shortages the only thing i had that was left over was uh um for our okay boomer segment which we're not ready for yet no okay fair enough yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i was uh i don't know where we were what we were doing but it, it or maybe i heard it on the radio but um all the shortages uh or supply mm-hmm. chain issues Mm-hmm. Um, that are related to COVID. So I know mm-hmm. one that's, I mean, we, we all saw, I think there's like a trifecta of things that are happening. There's the shortages of particular I- items or services. Yes. There's the increase in cost of various mm-hmm. items. Like we saw a huge increase in building materials. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other one is shrinkflation where the price stays the same, but you're getting less than what you used to get. So many products. I feel like over the course of the last two years, I've noticed so many products that have decreased in uh, size, like gram measurements usually. Right. And, uh, but yeah, cost the exact same. So there's like... So many. Anyway, sorry. So we want to dive into this? Well, we don't have to. I, yeah. I can. Okay. Let's do it. Well, the, Let's the, do the it. first one on this list I found from Money Talks News is one okay. I think everyone is familiar with, which is baby formula. Yes. That one hit recently, right? You've, uh, I'd say within the last couple months. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's ironic because I was like, oh, I'll start like introducing formula into isla's diet and now there's about to be a shortage and i was like big mistake <laughs> it's not too late not a good idea but, but it's also very terrifying because some that sometimes that's the only option somebody has to feed their baby yeah and i feel like that's not a shortage that should be allowed like there should be ample supply of this and backup well and and that's I understand why i understand there's shelf lives but like i feel like um i don't like it's a political issue in the states right now. I haven't heard too much about it on the Canadian side, um, but in the states, for those reasons, they're saying just that. Um, yeah, these aren't yeah. things that people can. I mean, it's not back in the day where you just get a wet nurse and the problem's gone. Mm-hmm. So the what what I think has trickled into Canada uh, only because I shop these aisles frequently um they were limiting customers to two okay 
yeah. units of so baby formula people at a can't time hoard and like they did with toilet paper exactly they they've seen what happens like you said with toilet paper and with other various items like that flour that we went through in the pandemic mm-hmm. as well yeast uh anyways and um so now people are i think used to seeing the signage almost and um to prevent a shortage from happening they're limiting people to two which i don't think is unreasonable yeah because two would last you i mean if you're it depends on your baby how much they eat et cetera, et cetera. but i would say it would be at least a month's worth i would hope yeah and i mean at the very least it would last you to your next grocery shop for sure yeah and when you can go and purchase two again, right? Yeah, so. and and I have a feeling too that people are who are that keen enough to hoard a supply would just mm-hmm. would just shop all the all the stores until they had as many as many as they feel like they needed needed for security. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I wondered um, how would it it would impact like hospitals, NICUs, things like that. Yeah, places that really need it. Yeah, it got it, it got me thinking about the whole chain reaction effect of, of who and how, how much this could affect people, right? Yeah. Can you imagine being in the hospital and they're like, oh, so we don't have formula to give your baby? Like, what? <laughs> um, Pardon me. Better get that uh, lactation consultant in here ASAP. Yes, yeah, stat. We need to figure this out. Um, um, so what other ones are on? I feel on like m- most of these lists that I'm finding are, are specific to the U.S., uh, th- okay. This next one I can't speak to. It I don't think it's been a problem, at least in our household. But feminine care products, I haven't seen a shortage of those on the shelves. I haven't heard people oh, yeah. talking about that. Seen. But uh, so that might just be in the states, um, perhaps. And um, again, I feel like that's the kind of thing you don't want to run in short supply of because it's it's and i don't want to i don't want to open up this can of worms yeah. too too much but be, yeah. because i know there's a larger issue uh, in a, the global context surrounding these products um mm-hmm. and yeah I, and it would be one of those things where it would be a shame if this was solved because the first world has suffered or the developed world has suffered as a result mm-hmm. of this shortage uh, it'd be nice to solve these problems before people that are better off or realizing what have it's like to live without these things yeah have to be go without yeah exactly yeah. absolutely i agree um there's a lot in the medical in the medical world so i guess the medications are pretty um pretty hard done by vape pens contrast dye uh, vape pens were in a shortage. Well, and that's why I think I think it's regional because I I haven't seen okay, any okay, okay, any okay. two lists that's been the same. Um, I was gonna say people have got perhaps were like self medicating. Who knows? So it all really boils down to things that are mass produced in China, and the the double edged mm. sword of the issue is that um, it's getting things from china mm-hmm. which is it's difficult for a lot of reasons the supply chain part of the problem is an issue because everything comes over on con- container ships yeah and then once it gets to a port of entry it's got to be distributed via truck or or plane um or train or train yes planes trains or automobiles mm-hmm. 
And then the other big issue is is China has got a very different approach and a still ongoing approach to their COVID epidemic. Uh, so there's, I guess, uh, worker shortages or restricted worker movement uh, in some areas during some periods of time. So that impacts their ability to produce. Um, and so another one of those things on the list is auto parts and semiconductor chips, which mm-hmm. uh, I know you know well because uh, Jordan and his family are pretty keyed into the auto industry. Um, yes, but I, I, I'm i not sure if everyone knows this. Yeah, so the electric vehicles, lithium, uh, auto parts, and semiconductor chips, um, after two years of supply chain, the lack of these chips now threatens the production of next-generation smartphones. So, that, yeah, I guess people are thinking about semiconductor chips from a smartphone, smartphone point of view, but they're also mm-hmm. a huge part of how... Uh, vehicles operate these days yeah because all our vehicles have those or a lot of them have the smart features as well Mm -hmm. um and so the same parts are required for them to function too um i don't know if you guys were affected by this but some new vehicles are kind of being sent out uh i don't want to say without but like uh without we'll say a chip that gives you the uh, like the, sm- the navigational feature, yeah. like not something that impacts any function on the vehicle whatsoever, yeah. but something that is typically part of the vehicle's computer features. Um, we'll say like the user friendliness of it, not user friendliness. You no, know, the uh, yeah, the user the, interface the is pl- different. Pluses, yeah. interface. There you go. Yeah. So, um, you know, so, some products were, some vehicles were being s- made, and then it's like when these come in, we'll have your vehicle brought into the shop, and then we'll program that into it or whatever. And I feel like I don't know if that's still happening uh and i don't know how long that happened for or how many vehicles it affected yeah um but it's obviously just like a little uh, like you said it's it's developed world problems but it uh, affects what you paid for what you expected out of a product and then what you're receiving um so i'm sure some people were like peeved by this shortage in particular right i would be super upset if i ordered a new car and it came not the way i ordered it right yeah um and like our our smartphones and whatnot they keep they just keep making more and more and more and i don't know if you can recycle the parts of the old phones you can can. okay so i feel like hopefully we move into a time where they do that a lot more like bring your phone in you must bring your old phone in for us to buy buy a new phone you know what i mean so that it encourages people to think of what happens to their phone after its life cycle so that's a, a huge part of of a larger issue too because um a lot of smart devices a lot of the technology these days uses rare minerals rare metals sorry mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we, we were at the Toronto Zoo a couple of years ago, and we noticed that they had a cell phone recycling deposit box cool. in the uh, okay. gorilla 
exhibit or yeah gorilla habitat because Mm -hmm. um you know mining for some of these things impacts the uh i don't know what's the word i'm looking for here sort of like the natural environment of these creatures so their bid was you know if we can recycle these and and reuse some of the parts or or recycle some of the metals then we have to mine less the same problem with lithium batteries in smart or uh electric cars and stuff like that um yeah all all contributes towards uh destroying some part of nature um Mm -hmm. but yeah the i mean even if uh if it was like yeah bring in your old phone for a discount or demonstrate to us that you've you know gifted your phone to someone who's going to use it but just put put it to good use same thing with computers Mm -hmm. old laptops and tablets and stuff like that like they're all full of there's gold in a lot of these things like just gold-plated pieces and whatnot so yeah it's pretty interesting i'm okay with i'm okay with the shortages um especially where it wasn't planned like the very beginning of the pandemic showed us this when um most of the developed world realized it had no medication producing capabilities they all ordered they all like had medicine shipped in from china um Mm -hmm. so that was a big thing what i really don't like is people taking advantage of a situation for profit so lumber was never an issue yes it was it was never an issue but they made it an issue yeah they were trying to say the lumber yards are empty etc etc and a lot of um people who deliver lumber for a living were kind of outing the companies yeah. and being like, when I show up at the lumber yard, it's just as full as it was a year yeah. ago. Like, if there's no issue. If anyone's got anything that they can help support or deny any of these claims, please let us know because I'd be interested in that. The other thing that I'm not okay sure. with is, yeah. is shrinkflation. We bought Kraft Singles cheese for the first time ever last yes. week just to see if we could try the kids on some new sandwiches. Yes. cheese sammies and uh yeah. I, I i had to take a flashback because like i was pretty sure these used to be sold in 24 packs and we bought a there were 24 yeah packs, and yeah. we bought a 16 pack <gasps> so like things that cost the same and I, I heard this on the radio the other day the uh the one radio jockey she um she uses the carmex little little pots of lip balm the one okay, where you unscrew yes. the top yeah. and you dip your finger in it and rub it on your lips yeah, COVID friendly. Co- yeah, super duper COVID friendly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she. Uh, I love that lip balm, though. I must say. <laughs> so she, it's her favorite. She loves it, and because mm-hmm. you can also get the little tube where you you dab it on. It's not the same. It's not the same. You like the process. It's not the same. Yeah. Anyhow, she was saying that the same the pot looks the exact same size, and you're paying the exact same amount for it, but the base is thicker, so you're actually getting less product inside. So that's an example, along with the craft singles, about shrinkflation. You're getting less but paying the same amount. It's all fucking... It's just... I'm sure... Capitalism. I'm sure whoever's running these companies or whoever owns these industries has got a really justified... Air quotes. Justified reason for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's no reason for it. Fuck that. Quit. I feel like... Um, because I, I don't have any basis in... Uh, fact on this but uh, I I do the bulk of like our grocery shopping and I would say shopping in general uh, in the stores and so I've I've seen 
I don't say I've seen firsthand. That sounds so uh, extra. But um, <laughs> when, when I'm going through the aisles and whatnot, I do see a lot of these products. Like you're saying, you know, we used to purchase these when we were younger. And even though you were young, you still remember kind of like the product size, what you come to expect from it. I think it's the same thing for cheese strings. Uh, I've seen it with like all the different varieties of like crackers. Yeah. Um, Bear Paws is like tops Anson's list for like favorite snack product. And uh, it's a cookie. Like let's not mince words. It's, it's not a healthy snack by any means, but um, they're, the the package size that you're getting inside always seems to be less yeah. every time I buy it. I bought um, Russell Stover's like no sugar added turtles basically. Uh, I I started eating them when I was pregnant with Anson and had the good old GD and gestational um, diabetes for for people for those yeah. who don't know. Yeah, thank you and uh, GD. And I, I was like, I'm pregnant. Like, all I want right now is sweets. And I can't have them. <laughs> the one thing you had a so, reason. Yeah. And so I was like, you. okay, what do I do? So I got these. They're essentially snacks. They're, they're candies for diabetic people. And so I was like, that's me. I'm a diabetic person now. So, um, yeah, they're honest to goodness so good. And I swear the bag was like eight or eight to ten pieces in the single pouch it's like 4.99 and i was like whatever it's like it's a nominal price to pay for getting a little sweet snack yeah but now you get six. Oh my god for the same price and i'm thinking hmm that seems that seems like a lot less i don't know anyway i don't know if this is the same it's similar but not so I remember parallel. It's a parallel. It's a good one. Yeah. So I remember the first time I went in and saw uh, you'd buy like the uh, the double pack of chocolate bars. So mm-hmm. it was just like a really long chocolate bar, and I was like, "Oh my god!" For sixty cents extra, I'll get two whole chocolate bars instead of just mm-hmm. one. And I open it mm-hmm. up, and each there's two pieces. There's two full chocolate bars in there, but neither one of them were the size. They were like it was two three-quarter size chocolate bars i was like this is I such see. a rip i thought i was getting two so cho- you think you're getting one and a half you think yeah it's it's equivalent to one yeah. and a half instead of two which is just easy, easy. don't play me guys don't play me give me my double <laughs> chocolate bar for the deal and no one's gonna mm-hmm. get hurt what are we what are we trying to do here yeah, yeah. so i don't know if that's shrinkflation or just stupid mm-hmm. candy businesses it's bit what candy business big candy that's what that is i was talking about <laughs> to cassie about was it oh my god oh it was something to do with paper i think it was something to do with toilet paper anyway shrinkflation toilet paper? she said she's man i can't remember what it was but she basically said it's big paper it's big paper i was like yeah follow the money <laughs> Oh my God, Cassie! When you listen to this, you better tell me what it was, because I'm sure we both forgotten. Yeah, right, right in the comments I, for our episode on Instagram. I may have been a touch toasted when I when I had the conversation. Oh, okay. So I see. Speaking of being toasted, I was at a guest at a wedding this weekend, and uh, 
Wait, I didn't shut up. I, I feel so bad for everybody sitting around me. I thought back on it then the next morning and I was like, Jenna, you got to learn to just zip it. Rain it in. <laughs> like, yeah, but I was when's so the last excited time? to be out yeah, socializing. Yeah, exactly. Like, when was the last time you socialized with other adults without a kid? I was going to say at Isla's baptism, but like, yeah, without a kid. Oof. It's been a while. And especially like a nice occasion too. It's not like we're just sitting around shooting the shit having drinks. It's like, you know, it's like your jam. It's a wedding. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I would be super yeah. excited. Sorry, speaking of, sh- of of reining it in, let's let's bring it back to uh, our our various shrinkflations and, and whatnot. If anybody would like to provide us some input, on what they have noticed yeah. has shrinkflated or uh, have noticed a shortage of, please comment or email us. Um, yeah, our Instagram is probably the quickest way to reach us. I think That's, so. Uh, yeah, we made it. Podcast is our handle. So, uh, yeah, write us up. And uh, I, I, they were they were predicting a second wave of the toilet paper shortage recently um (laughs) i can't believe i i can't believe this this would happen again you know you think you like we would learn it's not it's recent history it's not like 20 years ago type of thing anyways (laughs) it didn't happen so maybe we did learn um but yeah, they were like, oh, you better stock up on toilet paper. I heard there's another, another shortage. And I was like, oh, God. Well, I picture the relax the economy place, the place yes. where they do all the economics. Yeah. The place where economics the building, happens. Yeah, that place. The, the, the economics mecca. I imagine the boss there being a class A numbskull and... Sure. And thinking, yeah, we need to get on this. There's going to be another toilet paper shortage, and they hand it off to to one of their their up and comers, who I picture to be Chandler in this situation, and just okay. he phones it in, and he just puts in a bunch of buzzwords and stuff, and gets the job done, and then nothing comes to pass because Chandler at the economy place understood that that was a stupid task to give someone. I, I, I mean, I don't know if that's an accurate um, portrayal of what went down, but I, I could not imagine being the person that was assigned to work on the second wave of the toilet paper shortage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's a good point. You know, I I don't think anybody wants to be handed the uh, the second wave of anything task because yeah. it's like, haven't we already just all done this, been through it? It's fine. <laughs> and I feel like it was anomalous too. Like in, in a pandemic situation, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone, and we talked about prepping and all that kind of stuff before. I don't think anyone mm-hmm. in their right mind thought like, what am I going to do about toilet paper? They're like food, water, ammo, guns, shelter, self-defense, yes. communications. No one ever talks about taking a dump. Mm-hmm. And the good Lord intervened but, and showed everyone <laughs> where they went wrong. <laughs> Didn't think about this, did you? Yeah. No bueno. No bueno. Um, I don't know. It, it, do, you, 
do you feel we have concluded on? Yeah, I could parlay this into something else real quick, though. Um, yeah, go for it. Elon Musk uh, yes. put out a, a memo about ordering everyone yeah. back to work, I guess. In person? Yeah, in person. So, okay. And I think it was uh, something along. Wait, wait, wait. Ordering sounds like a strong word. Uh, he just said you guys have to come into the office now. Yeah, he said you come into the office or you'll be resigned. Okay. Which was pretty. So what's the ish? It, because I guess uh, it had something to do with uh, parity between office workers and line workers in the factories okay. and stuff. Um, and I guess uh, it was a real big issue in Germany because they have a factory there and the German auto union there is quite strong. Pardon me. Quite strong. Um, okay. So there's going to be some issues with that. But I just thought it was interesting because uh, I was wondering if this was Elon Musk being Elon Musk because it does seem a little weird to put out such a harsh me harsh message um mm -hmm. and he's cutting back uh he was making cuts to his senior staff anyway kind of sorry i feel like we did we confirm this is for tesla tesla yeah, yeah sorry yeah yeah okay. sorry you're right you're right i, assume, I just said I assume, elon musk yeah. but you're right tesla i don't know yeah. about spacex or anything like that because but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure most people are in working for spacex i'm not sure what you can do remotely there anyhow yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm building a rocket yeah. ship for my living room. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Just go on. on Zoom trying to tell people how to screw a panel on. But um, yeah. the, uh, the return to work order for Tesla in a bid to equalize experiences between blue-collar and white-collar workers. Um, yeah. I thought it was just Elon Musk being Elon Musk because uh, he does have some unique quirks about him. But he was, he's, he was already making cuts to his senior sort of leadership staff positions. Um, okay. I'm not sure if it's because they weren't needed or if he was restructuring or what have you. Um, and, and he's also talked about cutting jobs across the board-ish. I could be misspeaking there. Um, across the board, meaning in every uh, level of position? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or across, like, the board of directors. <laughs> <laughs> but Howard Schultz from Starbucks was doing the same thing. He was yeah. having a hard time getting people to go back to work as well. The one thing Howard Schultz said... Wait, wait, wait. Starbucks? Well, because, I mean, we only see the front end of these businesses, right? The yes. back end is friggin' huge, especially okay, with Starbucks. Okay. Like, they've got such a huge corporate brainstem that they've got I was going to say they probably have so many branches of of even just like their fundraising uh not division yeah department branch like whatever the, yeah yeah department thank you the departments that focus just on like the giving back aspect of Starbucks yeah. astronomical right well, so there's like yeah sorry there's okay. everything from you know going to find the beans farming the beans roasting the beans transporting the beans making the coffee mm -hmm. making the drinks the designs all the merchandise the advertisement um r&d r every time they set up a new shop somewhere mm -hmm. all that stuff they go, like so there's a lot more than just the store and the people we see handing you the coffee with your name spelt wrong mm -hmm. on the cup um mm -hmm. so he was having a he was basically pleading or sometimes when the barista sends a cute message oh, to your yeah. husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Oh, man. I loved it. Okay, go on. 
Anyhow, yeah. So, uh, it, but he he at least acknowledged that, uh, and I think it, there are very few silver linings to the pandemic, especially as it relates to lockdowns. Um, but one of those things I think that everyone should have taken away from that, especially from a business point of view, is the ability to do things digitally and remotely. Uh, so a lot of places are super into remote working and flexible hours and here are your goals, get them done, not you okay. need to be in the office from 8 to 4, 9 to 5 or whatever it is because mm -hmm. there's a lot to be said about um, being busy versus being productive. And, yeah, and which contrasts with what we said last week. We were talking about the, the right to disconnect. Yeah. A parallel, I don't know if it parallels, but I think it, it contrasts it a little bit. Anyway, so yes. I, I think it kind of one leads into the other. If you're gonna, mm -hmm. if you're gonna in, endorse an environment where people are working remotely, flexible hours, blah 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 blah, that right to disconnect thing needs to be uh, pretty pretty well entrenched. It, 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 part of it. it yeah. yeah. Anyway, so but Howard Schultz did mention that uh, you know there's a diff it's a different generation, bit of a different culture, different expectations where. He grew up in a world where, you know, it was office work and, and you know, you were gone all day and then you got home and whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but things are changing a bit. He's recognizing it. But I'm, I'm still not sure why they feel the need to have people into work. And I don't know if it affects their bottom line or not. I don't know if they're getting a reduction in quality of work from these individuals. Yeah, I, I would say um only because of of what i've heard throughout the pandemic and the whole going back to work do we go back to the office do we not what happened initially when people didn't have to attend um physically in person um at first people were really tr like i don't want to say trying but there were a lot of positives right off the hop um you know leasing a space so that all your people can go to it uh was no longer a thing yeah. so it's like okay you saw buildings up for lease everywhere like everybody who could get out of their lease was because they're like well i don't need this space right now and I, it's for indefinitely so we'll we'll cross that bridge again when we get there right and so uh to contrast that there were a lot of owned empty office buildings everywhere yeah. and it's like well what are we doing with all of this vacant space uh everywhere and um could we not you like better make better use of it yeah. um but then there was the aspect again sorry i'm going to contrast positive and negatives as i go through this i feel like the positive side again was you know people were able to work from from home in their own schedule so you're not dealing with uh traffic they the, the commute non-existent uh people could work at their best most productive times uh you know a, a lot of people were working in physical spaces that were comfortable some people were in in workspaces that were uncomfortable yeah. so all of those factors i think played into the ultimate like productivity of people and i think how that trickled down into like people's mental health and things like that was should definitely be part of the equation as well um because 
you probably had people who were like, great, I can work from home. This is so nice. But then you had perhaps parents who had like one, two, whatever, plus kids uh, trying to do school at home and they're having to school teach their kids a little bit and then also do their work and then also somehow meet deadlines and things like that. And so as much as you didn't have a commute, it was like there were all of a sudden these new things that uh, people were having to deal with. And so not to say that we're incapable, like I feel like humans are very adaptable. So, you know, with time things have adapted. But uh, to the point of, you know, big companies like Tesla and Starbucks and things like that, are there... Are we seeing now how people are taking advantage, maybe, uh, are not being as productive as maybe they were in the beginning, perhaps? Maybe some people are at their most productive, but I think that would be happening in an office setting anyways. You're going to have people who are just going to, you know... Dog fuck. Kill time at work. That's another way of saying it, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to kill time at work, right? So whether they're at home or not, some people like have no shame for that. Um, it is that is that the reason why people are going back to work? Is that what they, I, I, the yeah. impression is? Or I, I don't know what the impression is. I mean, I, I, I brought this up with dad when we were chatting about it. And uh, one of the things that he thinks could be a reason why um people are being asked or ordered to come back to work is uh for the collaboration piece it's it's mm-hmm. a lot easier especially in a creative industry or tech industry to be collaborative and it's it's often more required uh mm-hmm. that you can't really get on a zoom call or something like that um mm-hmm. it's more people don't collaborate around a table they collaborate face to face uh, in mm-hmm. an office, quick chats around the water cooler, having a smoke or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. that, like, very rarely... Smoking by the water cooler? Yeah, smoking indoors. Yeah. It used to be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obvious. Fun flat. Fun, fun, Can you vape in the office? No. no. Okay, just ask. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people that simply don't care about that rule, though. Um, mm. So, the, I think... Mm, curious. Okay. I, I agree with what you were saying about... Uh, you know, people's mental health and stuff like that. And I would suggest that if I think there's a difference between working from home during the pandemic and working from yes. home now, working remotely. Um, because the world has opened up too. Well, that's it. So during the lockdown, expectations were different. Yeah. People had to communicate okay, we're working from home. Here's how we are reprioritizing. Here's how we are shifting. Here's how we are streamlining, blah, 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 blah. A lot of the things that were nice to have were gone. A lot of the things that weren't big ticket items were nixed. And so people were able to streamline their efforts so they could focus on their families and get the work done, quote, unquote, at the same time. Um, If people are going to still work remotely, I think it behooves both parties to have a conversation about expectations because the people who are working from home aren't going to be allowed to work from home um, the same way that they were during the lockdown. That is to say, mm-hmm. uh, their workload will probably increase a bit. Whatever the working hours situation is, whatever that kind of stuff is, is is still, I would say, and should be manageable uh, or flexible. Um, but uh, they they can't exp- like I I know 
the conversations I had with my boss with this is like, I was like, listen, Cassie still works and I got two young kids. He goes, it's all good, man. We're going to work on this together. Uh, you're, we're, you know, if things become too difficult, let me know. Or if you're, you're running into some issues with timings and stuff, we can absolutely change when we have meetings, blah, 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 blah. Because um, yeah. you, in, in your specific situation, you were the at-home one yes. all the time. Yes. Cassie was the only one leaving the house. Um, and so the kids would rely on you mm-hmm. when Cassie wasn't home, I'm assuming, to to care for them. And William was in school at the time, no. right? No, no he oh, wasn't. Not at the beginning. At all. Oh, that's right. No, at this all. Was like, I was gonna say yeah. he did he did do remote school for a bit, but that was only like for a week or something. Yeah, and that was that yeah. was yeah. No, but during like the I guess the first The heat of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> While the pandemic was crowning, um Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was that was when I was a, a stay at home dad. But mm-hmm. the work arrangement was different. If I was to work from home now, um yeah. And I'm telling you this from, like, the institutional side. Personally, I wouldn't change anything. But the expectations are still key. So if I got a call and I'm working from home, I'm expected to answer the call. Mm-hmm. If I get a call and we're in a pandemic and I'm working from home and I don't answer the call, people are expecting that I'm busy doing other things in the house and I will call them mm-hmm. back. And those are the kind mm-hmm. of expectations I'm talking about. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. So, and if, if it's, you know, you're working remotely and these are your, uh, you know, the agreed upon hours that I can reach you at and I call you or try to get a hold of you and you don't respond back in a timely manner, um, then we're going to have an issue. I remember when the pandemic first hit, uh, people were given one hour to respond to anything that was going on. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty good. An hour. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was good too. Normally, like you didn't expect them to be so lenient, but People were sent home if they were living in the shacks. They were allowed to stay where they were if they were on leave uh, or they were just working from home. And, and, and that was our work's way of saying, listen, we understand that a lot of people are managing a lot of complex scenarios here. Uh, we had to do mm-hmm. daily check-ins just for health checks to make sure. Because there's a lot of people that weren't required to do a lot of things. Um, okay. But we developed plans to you know meet once a day online and have professional conversations about stuff to keep people engaged you signed work and stuff it was a lot of make work stuff but it was the goal wasn't necessarily um for you to teach me about russian uavs the goal was to make sure that we're meeting once a day and i'm having an opportunity to see the people i work with to make sure everyone's doing well and it gives them an opportunity at the end uh, we've already opened a line of communication. Now if something's bothering them or things aren't going well, they can kind of just hang around in the team's chat and we can have a quick conversation afterwards. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I um, I think a lot of people were have been missing that. Um, in between me babbling at the wedding <laughs> on the weekend, I learned that, you know, a, f- a few of the people there, uh, moms who are, like, in all levels of work, so, like, from... Uh, we'll say supervisory to like uh, executive positions whatever Uh, some of them leading most of them leading teams of people it's like we want that opportunity to physically meet with our team so that 
like we know each other we feel connected um it's i think like that in all aspects of life the people that you're exposed to you feel like these are my people we're connected right and um you know a few of my friends changed positions over the pandemic and hadn't met their team until very recently and so now are only kind of feeling like they're starting to uh, gain traction in the in the positions that they're holding because of that because it's like you were doing your work and doing what's assigned and passing things on to other people but without like a face to a name kind of thing it's it's a it's tricky. It is. Right? You don't really feel like you're yeah. part of a team. You feel like you're just a bunch of individuals working towards the same thing rather than yeah. a team working towards the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to, to that effect, um, I think that is important that people have the opportunity to go back to work. Yeah, for so sure. So do you think people should be summoned back to work or... Like, At the end of the day, uh, I think he runs a company. He owns a company. It's his choice how he runs that company. Yeah. My only, my only sort of thought is be explicitly clear with why you're saying this. Yeah. Uh, it, if people know where your head's at, it'll help them make their decision. If you're just, mm-hmm. if you're one of those optics kind of people where you do things just so it looks good, I have no time yeah. for you. Uh, yeah. But if there's a good foundational reason, if you've put thought into it and it makes sense to you and you run the business, you're entitled to run it how you want. So I got no issues with that. Um, that's fair. Whether I agree or disagree with their decisions is irrelevant. It's did. did it's moo. It's moo. It's like a cow's moo. It just doesn't matter. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, uh, I think the nature of the business has a lot to do with it too. Um, I think transitioning from in-person entirely to a mixed group of in-person and remote workers is difficult. Yeah, they're calling it a hybrid model. A hybrid model. So maybe the transition Mm -hmm. to the hybrid model is just difficult and these are the growing pains. And, and, you know, if that's true, he may or may not take that on board. And that's fine, too. Um, I wonder uh, the the security piece of that, too, because a lot of people who maybe weren't essential workers worked in we'll say high security job positions could not work from home because of the clearance level you know what i mean so uh this would be you know military or government work i would assume um but yeah when you think of that um none of that is is in tesla i'm pretty sure and I don't, but I don't maybe know. that's part of it. I don't know. And I'm sure they have a lot of corporate uh, information that is the equivalent of secret or top secret. Do you know what I mean? Sure. They've probably got a yeah, lot of yeah. proprietary, I don't know, information, schematics, yeah. data. Data. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they want to protect, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm not, so you don't want that like laying out on, on Johnny's mom's desk. Yeah. Like you can't just hang stuff on google yeah. docs and expect people not to it rip to you safe. off yeah yeah, but yeah I, I don't true. know if it's good or bad uh i have no issues with him running his business the way he wants to um i just hope he states clearly so people can make an informed decision and uh mm-hmm. and then i'm interested to see how it goes 
Yeah, I wonder if it'll uh, not set a standard, but it will um, encourage other company owners to act similarly. The, the other thing. So what happened? What happened with the Twitter deal, though? Oh, I actually don't know. I haven't heard anything about that in a while. I got to get back into that. Yeah. I'll follow up on that one for sure. Because he was like gonna sell his shares and whatnot. Did he sell his shares? I don't know. I know he you had. Should follow I, up. I'll make a note. Yes. To follow up. I will on follow you up. On. Let's see what he's up to. Um. Yeah. The other thing I worry about too is like the the older generation of business people. Um, okay. I don't want them to be of the. F- you did you say you worry about? Yes. So okay. I'm just picturing someone who's working remotely for some company, and they've got a stable internet connection and a laptop, and they can do their job, and they're out sailing the world on a boat, and they're probably loving their life. They're getting their work <laughs> done. They're going to see all kinds of places. You know, when work's over, their projects done, their meetings are done, or whatever. They get to go to some cool city. Have a nice meal, a couple drinks, go back to their boat and do it all over again the next day. And that's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. That's a really great way to live your life, to have the best of both worlds. But would the older generation of employees be like, well, I never had that, so why should they get to have that? Okay. Which is something I think we see a lot of these days is uh, I never experienced that, so you shouldn't get to either. So we shouldn't be getting in the way of people coming up with clever solutions to get things done should enable people to yes but i mean if if we look back on history it's uh, that could apply for so many things where it doesn't make any sense and i feel like it doesn't quite make sense in this scenario either if you can do both why not do both like women work and have careers and have kids now and i'm not saying it's easy but it's possible and so you know, 50 years ago, that wasn't the case. Well, and the consequences are and still I, there. Yeah, so I feel like women, uh, just this is just one example. So I feel like if women were like, oh, well, I shouldn't go to work because my grandmother didn't go to work. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't apply na- to now. Well, no, and that would be. The world is different. Right? It, and it all comes down to choices. So if, you're, if yes. your grandmother didn't work, guess what? She also didn't get paid. So guess what? You're not getting paid either. Yeah. Um, and if you want to work remotely Facts. on a sailboat and you miss a deadline because you dropped internet connection, well, that was something a choice that you knew could happen, and here are the consequences. Yeah. And if it happens enough, it's like, hey, we got to let you go. Yeah. So I'm okay with Absolutely. it. I, I'm okay with it. We have this problem in the military all the time where – you know, we just had uh, Wainwright just finished up a couple weeks ago, and every year they have an argument about whether or not they should allow a wet canteen out in the field. So soldiers, what does this mean? beer. Okay. So like when they're done, uh, whatever exercises they're doing for the that week or so, or they're done the live fire, whatever, every now and again you can go out and have a drink or two, and then usually a big party at the end to uh, celebrate finishing the exercise. And a lot of people mm-hmm. have a, a concern about, you know, what happens when, you know, inevitably someone gets drunk and there's a fight or someone gets drunk and says a, a racial slur. There's a, you know, whatever, bad things happen. It's like, okay, you trust these people with firearms and to point them in the direction of the enemy and go shoot and kill. But mm-hmm. we need to also trust them to follow the rules. And mm-hmm. if they don't follow the rules... Like in any other industry, guess what? There's consequences. And we have they can be processes yeah. in place, exactly, in order to deal with it. So let them have beer. 
sure i like you said responsible adults should be able to make these decisions for themselves um i don't know just doesn't seem like a crime to me well it, I, and i don't think so either and i think it it often comes down to yeah we have these processes the having the beer part obviously yeah, we we have these yeah. processes in place but do we want to go through the headache of dealing with it blah 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 let's just put it on the back burner and let's just let people focus on this for a bit and, and i get that too um but again my like my example with elon musk like whatever decision you make you know popular or unpopular be honest and inexplicit not just explicit but be honest because you can be very clear about bullshit but be very clear about yeah. why you're making your decision and, and people will notice people will see if you're if you're hiding behind what you think is the truth or if you're actually telling the truth yeah and i think i'm i don't know him personally so i can't say this with certainty but uh, he seems like the kind of person who is a truth seeker so i feel like I'm sure he has a reason for for requesting this, but um, what that reason is, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. know either. So maybe it'll come out. This is all coming together perfectly. You, you just talked about Elon Musk, and I remember another one uh, of my uh, notes. Another what? another one, another part of my notes. Oh, have okay. you heard of Starlink? I'm sure you have. Starlink. Uh, sounds familiar. So Starlink is Elon Musk's internet, satellite internet. Okay. It's a uh, part of SpaceX, I believe. Okay. I am looking. It's going to help. So if you go to launch him into space. No, it's internet. It's you, you get internet. Internet. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you go to Starlink.com. Okay. And there's residential business and RV sections. There's like the support map resources, all that kind of stuff on the side. But you just punch in, mm -hmm. you punch in your address, and you go order now. And this breaks down the cost. So the hardware for satellite internet is seven hundred and fifty nine dollars. The hardware. So that's like the receiver, dish receiver, and then like your okay. your modem inside your home. Okay. Sixty five. Is satellite internet very popular? Is that? Uh, it's becoming very popular. He is he, when you if you use starlink internet mm -hmm. elon musk's uh got like i don't know about a billion satellites orbiting the earth to provide internet mm. everywhere wow so it costs you 759 dollars for the hardware 65 dollars for shipping and handling plus 107 dollars and 12 cents for tax and that's just to get it to you that's not your monthly your monthly or whatever internet is $140 a month, okay. which I th I think it's high. People would expect to pay around $100 a month maybe for high-speed internet. Yeah. Uh, but this is satellite internet, so it really never goes out. I was going to say it never drops, like even in a storm? Or yeah, I, I don't know about that. I'm sure like storms would have an impact. Like, y y Remember, did you ever have satellite TV growing up? I was not fortunate enough to... <laughs> <laughs> to have satellite TV. No. We, we had satellite TV for a bit, and it was... Uh, okay. Yeah, sometimes a storm could, could impact it. Um, okay. But then there's also an $18.20 a month service tax. So you'd be paying... What does that mean? It's just the taxes on the service. So, like, your phone... Oh, okay. Like, okay, our okay, phone, okay. Or our, our internet bill here is um, 
$106 a month plus $13 in tax. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's $120. Because we're not paying like a provincial tax on that service because it's not a provincial service. Yeah. Is that... Yeah. Am I understanding this correctly? Say that again. Uh, you're not paying like HST, for example, because it's not an Ontario product service. Something we do pay tax. I'm just trying to figure out. Let me see if I can pull up an old one here. What? Like, are you paying HST on top of this? I think HST is. Okay. I'm just gonna, I just paid a Kojiko bill yesterday, so I'll be able to tell you. Oh, like our tax? Yes, I, I know for a fact Ontario. Tax oh, okay. Is yeah, HST. so you're right. Because it's but would you have that in addition to the service tax that they're suggesting in the thing? I think this service tax is the equivalent. Oh, okay, okay. Um, gotcha. Like GST or HST. I was just wondering if the we ST got, like, stands for service tax. So I'm assuming okay. it's one of the okay. two. Okay. So you're, okay. if I ordered it now, it cost me nine hundred thirty-one dollars. Which, to be honest, like I think thousand bucks. A thousand bucks, and I don't know about the people that like are like uh, mini homers or the van life people or whatever. Okay. Um, but if I was Good going point. van life, I would 100% have one of these as long as I could afford the monthly bill. Because um, then you couldn't, uh, you wouldn't lose your reception. Like anywhere. No matter where you were, you just need like your dish. Yeah. Yep. Satellite dish. Yeah. yeah and uh, Wouldn't that look so silly on the top of your van? Are you... Just trying to picture Did you, it. Oh, you should but, go to the website. Just pull it up. You'll see what it looks like. Oh, okay. Oh, because you said RV is one of the services that they provide to. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So, Starlink.com. And while you're looking that up, I'll just keep going on about it. So if you go to the ma- if you go to the, like the menu there and click map, it'll show you where it's available, where's on the wait list, and where's coming soon. Um, so... All of Canada. Who's the photographer? Oh my God, these pictures are made. Sorry. What pictures are you looking at? Uh, so on the main page, I scrolled to the bottom and it said engineered by SpaceX. And there's a picture of like a rocket taking off and just the. Oh yeah, that's a pretty dope photo. It's, it's a beautiful picture anyways. Yeah. And then the one above it with like the night sky yeah, in the desert. It looks like Joshua yeah. Tree. It does. It does. So sorry. Map. Okay. Oh, the, that's a cool part too. You can you download the app, you know. So anyone who's ever had an RV and I, or a, a satellite TV, and I apologize for bringing this up so many times, um, okay. is that because it, it's the only parallel that we have to work with here, yeah, folks. Like someone good. would be up on the roof pointing the TV, and someone would be down or pointing the satellite receiver, and someone would be okay. down watching the TV, waiting for like the right tone to come on like there's like a little bar that was started like red and then went orange and green as you got and that was basically saying you're pointed in you're like hot 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 cold 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 you're pointing in the right direction of the satellite that you're receiving from um you don't have to do that now with starlink you 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 get the app and you point it at the sky like one of those night sky apps and it tells you where to point the dish immediately it's insane like they took all the guesswork out of it and i think that's pretty cool it's weird because like Russia and China, real far. Yeah, Russia and China, not it, not there. Yeah, Iran, neither. Same with Venezuela Syria. and Cuba, Belarus, Syria. 
Oh, you guys, come on. You could have had satellite internet, but no. They just don't speak to each other, those satellites, hey. You know what, though? I can't tell um, the Yeah, there's a lot of areas. Uh, like, my my area is waitlisted. Uh Holy God! Such an interesting layout. Well, that's like yeah, this would be worth worth way. people going on just like for funsies. So, how does all of Algonquin Park have this, but Deep River and Pembroke and Renfrew and Ottawa don't? I think it's based on like where the satellite can reach. No, uh, yeah, maybe. I I I, I know shockingly, ugh, I know shockingly little about uh, the way satellite yeah. works. Expanding mm-hmm. in twenty twenty three, so next year. Wow, that's a lot. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, that's a lake. That's why there's nothing there. Well, it wouldn't matter, eh? The ocean. You can't get satellite internet in the ocean, guys. So anybody on their little sailboats hoping to connect? Not going to happen. All the islands in Guys, French you Polynesia. cannot get it in Saint-Pierre-Miquelon. Yeah. This is an island. Have you heard of this place? Have I talked about it before in the cast? Uh, there's an island that belongs to France uh, that is right next to Newfoundland. Like, you can take a boat from Newfoundland to St. Pierre and, and Mikado. You can almost throw a rock. Yeah. It is so close. Yeah, and uh, anyway, so... And it's not on the... Not part it's of not it. on the eastern coast of Newfoundland either. It's on the south of the, of the island... On the south, west side. Yes, that's right. On the west side. Yeah. It's like it's like right right down the middle almost. Yeah. But yeah, it's like it's it's tucked in there. Now if someone says they've been to France and you say, Oh Does where? And like Saint Pierre can make it all and you're like, mm, no. Do we count that as France? I yes, because they use Euro as currency. Yeah, but did you go to France or did you just go to some French. fucking squatter island? In Canada, um, I don't know. Let's put it up for a vote. How about let's put it up for a vote? I'll I'll, I'll make a poll on our Instagram page, and I'm gonna write is Saint Pierre. Does Saint Pierre count as a visit to France? Just as a note. Oh, it costs more to have the RV one. I guess because they want to be able to um, ensure that you get the maybe it's a more expensive satellite receiver or something. Maybe. Yeah, this one is one hundred and seventy dollars a month and twenty two bucks in service tax. I wonder if she's. Waking up. Oh, oh, oh. She's playing with her toes. You can hear her little sound machine in the background. Sorry, friends. That's my cue. Alrighty. Well, I don't think we'll need a part two on this one. We're just No, I don't think we'll need a part two. I agree. Next week, um, laser tattoos and mixed ability sports. Oh, yes. Okay. I look forward to it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you very much. Uh, Remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, write to us, sing to us, whatever. All the things. We have a TikTok. Anyways, uh, till next time. Toodles. 
Toodles. I stole yours. <laughs>